Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker. This is WP Water Cooler, episode number 86. Today, we're going to be talking about membership plugins for WordPress. Let's go around the room here real quick and get everyone introduced. Let's start with Bob. Hey, I'm Bob Dunn, uh, WordPress trainer, and you can find me at bobwp.com. I'm also one of the organizers for this year's WordCamp Seattle, and I'm an organizer for the Seattle Word Meetup. Nice. How about you, Chris? I am Chris Lemma. You can find me over at chrislemma.com, and I also run the San Diego North County WordPress Meetup. Very nice. How about you, George? Hi, I'm George Stavanis. I make Jetpack and Core. That's all his fault. He's so core. <laughs> I'm hardcore, man. How about or just you? core, really, let's yeah. be honest. Um, I'm Say Reed, and I have a kazoo. And I play, <laughs> I play, I don't know, WordPress, et cetera, Say Reed Media. Steve? How about, how about you, Steve? <clears throat> Hi, Steve. Tell us about yourself, sir. Steve off, is Steve Interactive, and uh, he leads the Orange County WordPress meetup. Very I nice. <laughs> Good job, Say. How also, you, apparently, Steve? also just froze Steve in a fit of uh, anger. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about yourself, Suzette. I'm Suzanne, I'm a WordPress evangelist over at Media Temple, and I like to speak at WordCamps, and I have a podcast called WP Unicorn Project, and uh, my next WordCamp is Miami. Nice. I'm Jason Tucker. I can be found Jason Tucker on Twitter and WPmedia.pro on the interwebs. So, introductions all done. Let's sort talk of. a little bit about... Yeah, yeah, Steve's still kind of frozen. It's It's interesting. So let's talk a little bit about uh, membership plugins with WordPress. Um, uh, we, we asked Bob to come on because he just kicked off a pretty awesome site, and there's been a lot going on with that, right, Bob? Yeah, yeah. It's um, I survived it. I'm here. Uh, it's, it's been interesting. It's Actually, I think it's my third member, no, my fourth membership site over the last five years. So I've seen the good, bad, and ugly. I just actually discovered your site with membership when I was trying to show a client uh, your tutorials. And I was oh. like, oh, just kidding. They're behind a paywall now. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that oh, went. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, these are great tutorials that are really, uh, no, kidding. You're like Facebook. <laughs> you just like change without telling anybody. You're just like, oh, and yeah. by the way, now you have to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's still, I still have a lot of free stuff on my blog. But, yeah. A little bit yeah. is behind a paywall. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know, you gotta yeah, eat. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about member about membership itself. Like, let's define that first. So membership like, is belonging. <laughs> well, just like Say was saying, so Bob used to have a bunch of uh, content that was on the site for free. Um, Bob monetized, and he applied, you know, some plugins and such, and you know, came up with a a, a way where somebody would end up. Signing up for the service and then being able to, you know, look at the content that's on there, right, Bob? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's actually it was two separate sites when I started the membership site. I decided to put them all together, move my actual blog and everything over. I kind of I went back and forth on that because I was I didn't want to distract with other content, but then other 
you know, I have a lot of good stuff there that I've done over the years. Uh, well, that'll be an addition to the site. So, so yeah, it's been it's been interesting. I've I think I've gotten a lot of positive response. I I think I got one email that I somebody complained that every time he landed on my homepage, I was selling them. So I told him to bookmark the blog instead. But um, yeah, it's it's gone it's gone well. It's a it's a it's it's a lot of work. That's for sure. And How's the traffic? Have you seen differences in um, uh, just your general traffic? I mean, you, how long have you been doing it? Even I don't, I don't, not that long. Yeah, I launched it February nineteenth or so, hmm. and about a month after that, I pulled the two sites together. And of course, pulling the two sites together, the traffic really went up because I was already getting pretty decent traffic on my old site. So it's um, yeah, it's it's definitely. I would say it's gone up some. I, I don't think it's, you know, I, I didn't in the first two months of it, I didn't get the chance to really promote it like I wanted to because I was in the ER one time and I had some other life issues going on. So, you know, stuff got in the way and I didn't quite have the energy to put into it. So, you know, but um, I'm kind of getting back into it more head on. And, did but, you, a member, but, but a membership site isn't just about isn't just about a paywall, right? So a no, membership no. site is about restricting content, um, and so you can protect content and still make those uh, still make that content available for free. Uh, people can register, and the difference between someone who's just browsing a page and registering can be the uh, the difference, and so some people use membership sites just to build their mailing list up, so that later they can send them offers. Um, you can charge uh, for membership sites. You can charge on a yearly basis, but you can also charge on a, a monthly or quarterly basis, depending on how you configure it. So you can uh, make money. Um, and uh, and of course, you know one of the you know one of the benefits of a membership site is that then you can not just with posts, but with pages, um, you can you can give people access to additional content or additional material that you don't want other people to have. So you can embed video and audio and other kind of content on a page or a post um, that gets protected by WordPress. Um, so all the things that you've come to use WordPress for, uh, when you're creating content, uh, you can still use, and now you can do that for a group of people that potentially you're charging uh, some level for. And, and then if you get fancy, you can start mixing what is essentially an online experience with membership with an offline experience, which means you can either integrate uh, shipping of physical products like uh, a shaver club where you send out razors as long as people are paying the monthly subscription um, or a food box or access to tickets to register to events. So a lot of different stuff that you could potentially do with a membership site on WordPress. I know we, we actually had a site and we had um, for special needs children it was a resource for autistic children and it did really well like in a year and I just had a really like simple plug and it was before all the membership plugins came out but I, we used S2 member but it made like $10,000 in, in like a year so it was really successful but then support became an issue why don't we talk a little bit about support of, of that type of site because that was the biggest issue that we had well, right, because as soon as you're asking people for money, their expectations go up. If you're giving them free help or a free site, they're like, okay, whatever, and they still want help. But then if you're paying for it, I feel like there's a, an expectation of support. 
Bob? Well, not not no. only just uh, the higher quality content, but there's also the expectation of the infrastructure of how the payment processes. So if someone wants a refund, is that something they can do themselves? Do they need to manually request it? Um, and just making it much more explicit what your terms on that actually are. And some, no of that, some of that isn't even a plug-in question. Some of that is what do you want your policy to be? Yep. Um, no refunds. <laughs> so so it's it's great. You're absolutely right, George. More more importantly than the plugin is you defining your own program, right? When you're clear about what you want, then you can go look and evaluate plugins. There's at least 22 membership plugins in the WordPress ecosystem, both some that are free and some that are for pay. Um, at least 22 that I've looked at. And, and Chris has reviewed them all. Uh, well, I haven't written about them all, but I have, I have tested and worked with them all. And... Um, and what I tell people when they're like, hey, what's the right plugin for me? It's like, well, first tell me about your program. Tell me what you're trying to do um, because you need to know that. You need to know what your refund policy is. You need to know what kind of, of financial back end you're going to use, right? So if you're in Australia or if you're in, uh, you're in parts of Europe or in Italy, if you're in the U.S., those things have a... Um, have a, a very different set of gateways that are available to them, which would then impact what kind of plugin you might choose. So, a lot of different factors. You need to know. You need to know what you want to do first. Yeah, so it depends, found, just like with everything else, right? Hey. And I found <laughs> that support. Be our tagline. Sorry, <laughs> I go actually ahead. found on support that um, with support that people that pay don't require as much support <laughs> as people that don't pay. That's what it's, I found in the experience of all my sites. Uh, right now, how my support works on this site is I stayed away from the forum.
they're more willing to take someone's word on you know whether or not you're an expert or not. I think you know. You, I mean? you can use you can use a membership site to sell products, right? So there are people who will charge you ninety nine dollars, and every month you get access to a bunch of themes or plugins. There are people who do for expertise in the form of ebooks. Um, there are people who do it in the form of articles. So there's a lot of different stuff you can protect. Now, if you're not going to drip your content. Right then, then the other dynamic that happens, right, is can like we Jordan, please use another word for that? Well, <laughs> in what it's called in the space, that's what it's called. So we could use other words, and then we would tell people not to use a media uploader. But let's, let's get back to the, the core of the issue. Right for the jugular. Right for the jugular. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, if you decide, George mentioned that you know someone could go and, and speak negatively on social media and you could impact a, a lot of sales, and that's a actually very true. The other thing you could have uh, really impact sales and, and your revenue is if you publish all your content all at once and someone signs in, downloads it all, then signs out, asks for a refund because they mistakenly uh, you know, p bought the membership they didn't mean to, and then they go and they upload all those... Uh, all your content that you created somewhere else and sell their own membership, right? Or they um, just use it and don't pay for it. I mean, that's both. the same thing. Yeah, but, well, but especially the former if they, affects much many more potential users than just the one. Yeah, yeah. If they go and push it out somewhere else at a at a different fee, uh, a different structure, what have you, um, you know, you can it can it can impact you significantly. So you just want to think through how you schedule that content. Yeah. And as well Whether as also want to definitely get some data on analytics and usage on a per subscriber account. So uh, it's always worth looking into is it worth um, uh, like statting, okay, for each individual piece of content, flag whether a paid member has viewed it or not. So if someone comes and says, oh, I didn't mean to sign up for this, you can say, oh, well, actually, I see that you've actually gone through and read every single chapter already and taken all our quizzes and done this and that. Uh, so which part of it was it that you hadn't used? <laughs> yeah, not really like being an asshole about it, but I mean, <laughs> not that that's creepy or anything. Hey, I'm watching yeah. everything you click. Do you want to click something else? I don't know. Get a little crazy egg action going. Well, I mean, isn't that that's the thing about membership plugins, right? Is then you 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 know you lose your um I mean you're not you lose your anonymity and you're no longer just like some random IP address clicking around. Now you're like, you know, Jason Tucker clicked on this link and Jason Tucker thinks, you know, whatever, shared it. And you get that kind of analytics, which is really useful. It's totally useful, just creepy. You want to see so, that guy's browser history. Yeah, I don't want to see any of your browser history. <laughs> Especially yours, Steve. Especially yours, Chris, because I know you put drip content in that Google search all the time, and I don't want to see what comes up with that. Right, so George, I guess we have a big question. We have a big question for you, and that is, um, when is Jetpack going to do membership sites? <laughs> Uh, honestly, one thing I wouldn't mind doing is just a very extremely basic thing that .com already allows, which is just for site privacy, you need to be a member on the site to view anything apart from a login form. And that may be at some point, but apart from actual that kind of membership... Ten, TenUp has a TenUp has a plugin, or, or it may specifically be Jake's, has a plugin that does that. Would you guys just... Just subsume it, <laughs> subsume it and stick it into Jetpack? Uh, I wouldn't subsume it. I just 
mean, we rare. I don't think we've ever actually just like taken some third-party code and just dropped it into Jetpack. We just sit and use what our .com implementation is and pull that across. Got it. If we did it, which I have no idea was ever going to happen or not, it's yeah. something that's fairly trivial and yeah. Well, well, membership sites aren't trivial. I actually get um, a significant number of clients coming through the Small Business Development Center who ask about this. And, you know, I'm, we don't really focus so much on people who are exclusively doing e-commerce when we're focused on, um, like, physical businesses or businesses with services, that type of thing. But um, I get so many questions about this. And um, because people want to make money, you know, passively. And that's what they usually think is happening with a membership site. And I know, Chris, you've spoken to this. Literally, you've done whole talks on this about the fact that uh, membership sites, just because you have the content and you're dripping it out or whatever, um, doesn't mean that you there's no work involved and doesn't mean that it's some sort of passive income, you know, that you're all of a sudden just going to sit back and make a bunch of money. Yeah, and people do make money on, on membership sites. You know, I, I want to be clear, right? It's just that when they start doing the calculation to say, I'm going to charge $50 a month, and it's because they they picked that number out of their head, and the research doesn't bear that to be the right value. I mean, the uh, the, the, the average across all membership sites is $17, and um, the only sites that, uh, you know, across the board in an industry that generate more than 50 are financially oriented sites, right? Stock, advice, etc. So, you know, just because you're excited to create a dating site and it's going to be a membership site doesn't mean you're going to charge $99, or it definitely doesn't mean you're going to get to sell it at $99. And then people think, oh, I'm going to make $100 a month for a year, so a customer is worth $1,200. But it turns out that the average attrition hits around month four or five. So all of a sudden, it's not $1,200, it's $400. And that's not $400 because it wasn't $100 a month. It was less. So, attrition being people who leave. Yep, yes. yep. So, so what happens is the math... The math goes really sideways, right? Um, and if you're if you're introducing something like affiliates, where you pay them um, based on what you predict to be the lifetime value of a customer, so you start thinking $100 a month, 12 months, a customer's worth $1,200, and I will give you $200 to bring me a customer, only to discover that they stay for four months, and the average person is paying at $40. Uh, now you're paying more in affiliate than you're paying than you're getting in revenue, right? So you just this is not something that you set it and forget it, right? You got to pay attention to what you're doing. You got to spend energy working on a business model. You have to understand the costs. You have to know what you want to do, and based on what you want to do, then you have to be able to go out and look at the plugins and say which one's the right one for me. Well, and then you have to create the content because no one's going to stay or do anything unless you're creating useful original content that's worth paying for. And, honestly, and that's, by the way, a lot of work. Yeah. And in addition to the content, you need to spend a lot of time on your actual sell pages and your funnel uh, and using like some sort of split testing like Optimizely or something along those lines to do small playing around with. Like if I change the color of this button, does that increase my conversion rate? Because with this kind of thing, if they're choosing you or someone else, it's a very narrow... A decision. So every single person you can bring in, yes, that will uh, increase your bottom line, and you want to make yourself as amenable as possible to it. Yeah. yeah, I'm constantly working on mine. Somebody was asking me, it's the whole adage of, and like Chris was saying, you know, make money while you sleep. And my thing, I just recently talked to somebody about this, and I said, well, if you sleep six hours, you'll make money during that time if you work the other 18. 
<laughs> so basically, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. And I mean, there's times you can, you know, kind of float a bit, but it's between creating content, constantly going in, tweaking. Exactly. It just, yeah. And there's a lot the of marketing involved. You know, that's not the same thing as just uh, blogging. People can't share your content in the same way if it's behind a paywall. So then you're having to create something that people can share or some sort of way for, you know, your actual membership people to then spread the word. But if they can't share the content, you have to create other stuff. So marketing takes on a whole nother, you know, segment that you have to create separately from your paid content. Have we talked about that at all? I know I know someone who I know someone who creates a video and for every video they create they also create a teaser video and they put the teaser video on the public side of things and obviously the real video on the private side of things and um, and so that, then they create the ability for the social their social networks to share the teaser um, and invite people in right but again that goes to what what Bob was saying is it's it's work and it's marketing and it's effort and it's not a set it and forget it kind of thing. So, um, you know, every every person who's out there standing up at conferences announcing that they're making you know forty thousand dollars a month, most of it while they're sleeping. There's you know they're not mentioning the sixteen staff they have that aren't sleeping that are also making that whole thing work right. And uh, and that goes to the cost of things, right? So, is this is this is a great time for membership sites? There's a lot of folks out there talking about it. There's a lot of uh, solutions out there. There's a lot of great plugins out there, and and the plugins are getting easier and easier, which is great. So you don't. I mean, you mentioned. Uh, Say you mentioned S2 member, and S2 member. I Pro, did not mention S2 member. Oh no, sorry, Suzette did. Um, S2 member and S2 member Pro, and you know, several years ago, that was one of only two or three that existed. Um, and so, you know, you looked at you looked at Digital Access Pass, you looked at Wishlist member, and you looked at, at S2 member Pro, and you were like, these are my choices, right? Today, there's a lot more choices that do a lot of those features and even more, and they do them easier, right? Um, so that's that's fantastic news for people. I have kind of a technical question. So I, I don't have a membership site, so I've never really used... I, I've, I've gone through some of these membership plugins for clients whatnot, but, um, I, you know, a big thing for me is always uh, sustainability of whatever plugin you're basing your business on, right? So if you're really building, especially online, you know, your whole business model around this plugin, how uh, portable is that data? Like, how difficult is it to switch from something like S2 Member Pro, whatever, if you had that built in like three years ago, to now, you know, maybe you want to switch to, I don't know, whatever the other the one is. The answers yeah. vary. Very difficult. Very it's, difficult. There's there's two there's two parts two parts to the answer. Very um, and difficult. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. There's because there's the financial dynamic, right? So you're using a financial gateway to process transactions. If the change of the membership plugin also requires you to change a financial gateway, meaning you're leaving Stripe and going to PayPal or going from PayPal to Authorize.net, you're you're gonna feel uh, every ounce of every member and all the pain associated with that migration. Um, you really actually made that sound painful. That was impressive. I'm yeah. like, ah, no. It, it is more, it's actually more painful than that. Okay, and and then it's just like dripping. That's 
that's that's only on the side of the financial side. Then depending on how your content was protected, it can be easy or hard. If your content was protected by category, for example, so you said all these posts in this category are available to this member or this member role, and you switch plugins, you can do that in two seconds. If your content was protected via short code, and the short code has attributes, um, oh, you're going to spend a word. I mean, it's every oh. single post. Um, <laughs> I, I did, it hurts me to even think about that. Oh God. I did. I did a. I did a little bit of work with with a developer who was working on a very very large site, and they had, they had picked the wrong plugin, and. Um, sometimes there is an actual wrong, you know, we like to say it depends, but sometimes there really is a wrong plugin. So there is always he, a wrong choice. He, mm -hmm. he, he had made a wrong choice. He called me up. We highlighted that it was a wrong choice. He figured out, you're right, and the real pain of it wasn't that, you know, he had been unable or struggling to do a feature or two. It was in the migration because he had to go to every single post in every bit of the short codes, and they, that required multiple short codes with multiple attributes and change everything. Um, that was painful. So the lesson from that might be, right, don't use plugins or shortcodes. Just kidding. No, no. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that. It, it depends because some, some plugins have a shortcode and all it is is just protect in the level or something. And that, that kind of text is useful. You know, when you go to another plugin, you can, you can leverage some of that. But, um, but there are other plugins where it's worse. So it just, it just depends. See, and that's such a big risk, right? Because we're in a volatile system, and especially if you're trying some of these newer plugins, it's like, oh, I have a new membership plugin here, try this. And then you do build your whole business on that, and then they're like, oh, just kidding, uh, that didn't work out, and then they go under or they get bought or whatever. You know, you have to deal with that, and that's a that's a concern always in our you know web tech world. But I think for business or for membership sites, exactly the migration issues that you explain like that, because that's your 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 whole selling you know that's your whole income so yeah. it is really important more more so for this than for you know a, a gallery plugin or whatever that you could switch and it wouldn't you know kill you but this would you know take not only a lot of time but mess up your money and like you said with the pay payment gateways like that's so you have to choose correctly this is and a big it, choice you, you have to choose correctly and if you're a developer right you have to remember there's one more hit Right, and that hit is to your overall expertise and brand, right? Because you're the one who pitched your customer on a particular plugin. They didn't care about it, so you got in front of your customer. You extolled all the values of one plugin. You got halfway through the project, discovered that it didn't work. You have to go back and tell them that we have to change plugins. Which, frankly, again, it's infrastructure. They don't really spend all that much time thinking or caring about that. But then you tell them, and by the way, it's going to cost several more yeah. weeks. That, that's a tough change order to sell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unless you unless you don't sell it, but you take it, like you're like, hey, I chose the wrong plugin, and gonna, now I'm going to do it. You're going to take it. You're going to take it at that. You're going to take it, and you're going to like it. Yeah. You're going to take that drip. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I will say this. I I uh, I did I did uh, do a comparison of of the the eight that I recommend the most um, on on six or seven different fronts, and so you can find that over at chrislama.com as well as a video on why I don't recommend some of the older ones that um, are out there a lot, but I think have some, some specific issues. So Is that video behind a paywall? No, that's a, a video that everyone can access. It's a, a Chris Lemma is free for everybody. 
It is behind the paywall, but he's migrating over to a different plugin, so we can't access it. Right now. <laughs> I know. I, I'm actually really. Uh, I'm. I'm trepidatious about the day when I go to chrislemon.com and it's like, bling, you have to sign in to get, you know, this. I'm gonna actually, be like, damn it. Say every time you come to my site, I am. I'm sent a text message. I know when you're there, and I know what I you know do. I know you've been watching me. I, I know. know you've been clicking, watching my clicks. I I look at your click stream every day. Oh, and I clicked there. Oh, I clicked there. <laughs> I clicked it. <laughs> well, I didn't drip anything. I wasn't dripping. I was clicking. It's a difference. I didn't know there was a drip. I just was clicking. Wow. You know, so there are people on that, that That's a great way to end. <laughs> we will end on that note. Please. Great, sure. awesome, love it. So happy to provide Thank you very much for watching the uh, the show here. Uh, make sure you go to our website, www.watercooler.com, and you can subscribe to us. You can video. Our also, you can subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. So go over there, take a look, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Later. Bye. <laughs>